Welcome, Oncers. You have discovered the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff and Colleen Roney. Hello there. Hi. Hello, Oncers. This is Jeff and Colleen. It is indeed. This is the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. And we're going to be talking about the Once Upon a Time episode 100, Mm -hmm. Souls of the Departed. But this is podcast episode 310. So the show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 310. And before we dive into the episode, I just want to say that there is a major announcement at the end. But we're going to talk about the show first, but please stick around for the end. We have a major announcement. Mm -hmm. We do indeed. So this was an interesting episode. A lot of little folks from the past and Mm -hmm. and all that. It was really good seeing some of the characters that we've seen in the past come back. And we actually caught glimpses of some that we didn't actually see, but I imagine we might see in the future. Yeah, and I do. I don't want to go through the entire episode. I really kind of want to pull parts out that really kind of resonated mm-hmm. with me, and I think yeah. you too. Yeah. But I want to talk about Neil. Yeah. That was very interesting, and it was. Neil's visit mm-hmm. set up the fact that there is a better place. Yes. And that I thought was nice, and mm-hmm. then. It also answered, I think, a question of that he had no unfinished business. Yeah. That for some for some reason, you thought, I mean, for all the people on Twitter and Facebook and everything, he let it go. Yeah. He he didn't hold on to anything. And, and right. I think that's a great, I, I think that's a great idea mm-hmm. is just let it go. And I think that played into a lot of other scenes, but it was nice. And he mentioned that he, it was a long distance phone call from an old friend. Yeah. And in a way he appeared and guided her in a dream. He did. Yeah. And also had a warning like Merlin did mm-hmm. before. So yeah. Emma has had visits from a lot of different people. She has. And, and, she has. Yeah, I found so. it very interesting that it was in the Volkswagen where mm-hmm. they met. Yep. He was in the back seat, mm-hmm. just like when they met. Um, he got out and got in the front seat, pretty much kind of like when they met. But yeah, in this right. case, wasn't she, when they met, wasn't she, didn't she end up in the passenger seat somehow? It's been a while. I yeah. would imagine there are a number of people I listening that are that shouting. I believe that was the case. Ah, but, yeah. yeah. I believe that was the case. I thought it was very interesting that they were in front of the amusement park where they sure. you know, spend some time. So it's kind of like that whole thing. Your dream world, very much like in the, the movie Inception, is uh, partial reality, partial not. You build it based on familiarity. And um, I thought that was very interesting. I thought it was also very interesting that he got out of the car and the car is sitting right directly in front, dead center of the sign for the roller coaster behind it. And the name of the roller coaster is Revelation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I have a feeling that the real name of the, revo- the roller coaster is Revolution. It, and that there was some CGI yeah, fixing of the sure. a couple of the letters. 
but I thought it was very interesting because it's very telling because Revelation was I, the in the book of the Bible is a dream. Mm-hmm. It was all a vision, a dream, and it was very right. surreal and not real, and it was a vision of future events, right? Well, we have – I have touched on this before in that they it – it's very – listen – there's a lot of different types of people that listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Some have religious beliefs, some do not. Correct. Some are in between. And to me, we saw purgatory, we saw heaven, and we saw hell. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting. We knew we were going to go to Hades, but they kind of... Hades is not a place, it's a person. Uh, true. Although but, but, it's been referred to as that, but yes. Yes. We knew we were going to the underworld. Right. And I do think they are using these set pieces of these underworld places to use it as thematic ways to talk about life. And and I think sure. that's really what Henry sure. Sr. really did in a great way. But I yeah. just I'm I, I'm interested to see how a television show kind of touches on religious metaphors, topics, names, and places. So I think, I think these folks are very well read, and the Bible is a book of literature. Yes. A lot of people view it as only that, but um, it's got some interesting information in it, and so I think that's where they're pulling from. They're pulling from, like, all bits and pieces of, of literature. I mean, we, we're clearly touching on Christianity mm-hmm. from the heaven help and even underworld perspective from like a Catholic perspective. But then you have also the Greek mythological right. as well. When we saw Hades later on, though they never actually called them Hades. It's Hades. Yes. True. <clears throat> so the, I thought that the episode and this new firebird operation, firebird operation mm-hmm. firebird yeah. took on the, what I remember of the movie Sixth Sense, Sixth Sense, in that yes, the he Haley Joel Osmond, the 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 character in the film, was visited with these tasks to help these mm-hmm. ghosts that were not uh, it, to their destination finish their life there was something that was missing right and that's really it's a very common theme in literature yeah so it it, that's what it reminded me of and i think it's interesting is actually that's what emma was doing in season one Mm -hmm. was kind of bringing people together breaking the curse by doing these little things and actually in season one when she would break the curse little by little things would happen specifically the clock began to move and uh-huh. now we see the clock moving every minute moved is a soul removed from Hades grip yeah so yeah. i i thought it was interesting that the 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 similarity of the two actions sure so yeah very very much a parallel so there were some great scenes in tonight's episode there were a couple scenes where i was like huh that's definitely an interesting way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I And not much of a surprise. Actually, it fits very nicely in character with what we expect of Rumpel. True. And I wonder how Snow's heart got back to 
No, no, no. We, no, we no, know we that. Know That's that. right. That's yeah, right. we know exactly we, what we, happened. We, we got that. Cause we, which was actually kind of nice because that was a question that happened right. in season one. Mm-hmm. There, uh, there were a couple of things. We were like, how did her dad end up in Wonderland? Now we know. Right. We never knew that. And it's funny how we completely forgot about that part of it. Like, I don't think that's been mentioned over the last two or three seasons at all. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, my gosh, that totally explains exactly how we got so, him into Wonderland. Right. And, and I, I just want to make it clear. We, we did see the answer to it was not Snow's heart. Right. It was my my blunder because I said it. And then we found out the answer a little later. In yeah, the we episode. did. So we did. I, I forgot that we no, found that's the all answer. Right. That's so right. the... I think the male hero of the episode has got to be Henry Sr. Oh, yeah. That brother, man, I mean, just if you've listened to this podcast more than once, you know how much I enjoy the sage person giving people good advice. And usually it's from a good person that gets the shaft most of yeah, the time. Yeah. And unfortunately, Henry Sr. has gotten the shaft a number of times. But I really think it was just so wonderful to hear him in love, telling her, telling his daughter, just... Don't let Cora win. Don't let her control you. And and little things of yeah. let this revenge go. Let it go. And finally, she got to a point where she understood. And I love the interchange. The female hero of this episode, I think, has got to be Regina. Mm-hmm. I loved her. Just to see how far she's come, her conversation with Cora is so different now. Mm-hmm. It's very, very strong. And yeah. I'm standing here. not And and she's holding her own. And Cora's saying, you don't understand. These aren't your friends. This, no, no, no. Which, you're, you're trying to be nice. And no, no, no. You can't do that. Blows my mind. Cora has her heart back. Mm-hmm. And she still yeah. can't. Let stuff go. She still has that vengeful heart. That's really sad. Because even with, I mean, she was very manipulative with it in the first place. So, I mean, I guess that's not much of a surprise. But it just was really disheartening to see her still trying to play Regina to get what she wanted out of things. And it's just, uh, and then, you know, as we find out later on in the episode, it really kind of wasn't. Cora's desire. So in that respect, I kind of felt a little bit bad for Cora because it seems like, you know, she's trying to maybe she wanted to do the right thing and she's trying to protect Regina, which actually is very anti Cora. So, right. um, So that was that that turned out. It ended up well. It just was during the whole episode. I was like, unbelievable. She's still at it. And it was kind of interesting. I don't know if you picked up on this bit but the parallels between the departed ones and their loved ones in the underworld versus storybrook so gold shop who's running it his father his father Mm -hmm. and what did he do he walked in wearing a suit Mm -hmm. just like rumple yeah and he had everything on display just like Rumple, and he Actually, had no, specifically, I, I, yeah. he had specifically Rumple's things, okay. the things yeah. that have been destroyed, mm-hmm. right? The cup oh, got that's destroyed. Right. That's right. Yeah, 
the Peter Pan doll got mm-hmm. destroyed. Right. So he had the things that were rumples that were destroyed. The things were, and they were displayed prominently right there in the shop. Uh, and then we have Cora in the mayor's office. Right. Looking very sleek and very Regina like in her dress. That's right. Very, you know, uh, very much a parallel. Mom's taking over. Yeah. Mom's taking yeah. over. Mom's, and mom's not really in control. Just like Regina wasn't really in control completely. So, you know, we we saw that. Uh, the whole... Um, the conversation, um, you know, that happened with Rumpel and Belle, his remembering, that was kind of... Um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. I really, it was interesting to me how they pulled in that part from the frozen once upon a time of the, the, the ale of whatever from Dumbrow. Oh yeah. The, and that's yeah. how you can, dis, that's how you can talk to your deceased. Exactly. Poured so, over a grave, which I thought yeah. was very interesting that they had the parallel of the graveyard, which by the way, Killian has a very large headstone in the underworld. Well, yeah, we're we're and we're still not really done with um, we're still not done with Frozen yet. They're still pulling little things out. Yeah. So yeah, that was very interesting though that they pulled that out of there, and then um, the whole I, I I was a little dubious that Peter Pan was really giving Rumple something legit. I was worried that it was oh, going to yeah. create problems. Right. So the fact that we now have Peter Pan making veiled threats that he's going to take somebody's place and go back, uh, not cool. And the one I would guess he would target would be Henry because that would be kind of an easy one. He's done it before. And they're roughly the same. Well, actually, technically not the same age, but, you know. So what was Drunk Jiminy doing in Snow's blouse with a match? I don't know what all that was. <laughs> yeah, that going was a on. little that was a little oddball and that was that was kind of a, a funny little you know, nod to Jiminy um being a cricket and stuff, which is ironic because I happened to actually watch that episode, The Still Small Voice yep. uh today. Um the other thing I was finding very interesting in Again, the I think the best scenes of the night happened to be the ones between Regina and her father. Oh, yeah. The two of them. The one... Actually, there were several of them. But the ones that really got to me and literally had me crying on the couch mm-hmm. were the one where she poured the the ale or whatever it was from Dumbroch, um on the grave. And he appeared to her. And that conversation and the emotion of it. And all I kept thinking was, I know Lana lost her father, and yeah, I wonder right. if she had, if she was, if it was difficult for her to have to have that conversation with a father figure for her character. You know, it was tragic death. Mm-hmm, that whole right. thing. I mean, if she pulled from that, wow, it was just it was very powerful. Well, and and we mentioned it before is that actually. Tony, mm-hmm. Tony Perez, the actor, he so wrote fantastic. He wrote Regina a poem because he's a poet. Yeah, and Regina actually at Regal Con said, "I." You mean I Lana? Yeah, yeah, Lana. I'm sorry. 
is she forgot it or, or she didn't she needed to bring it to one of these and read it because she could remember it yeah. off the top of her head but i know that uh tony in a way is a father figure of sorts and yeah. and it's really nice that they play that that really well but you're right it's it's interesting there's something in life wouldn't you like to go visit patriarchs, fathers, grandfather, great-grandfathers of you. You mean in your family? In your family. Mm-hmm. And talk to them mm-hmm. and, and tell them where what you've done and, and, and show them maybe pictures or show them the, the family, the grandchildren yeah. or, or something yeah. and say... This is what we've done with with your advice, your your whatever. Yeah. This is, you know, and and that's kind of that moment that Regina and uh, Henry had with Henry Senior. Yeah. It's like, is this? Y- yes, this is your grand. Oh my gosh, you know. Yeah. To so it was so that was a yeah. Very, that was a very that that scene also was extremely emotional and mm-hmm. very powerful as well and for a different reason yeah and i really i love that scene because it it really kind of set up what i think once upon a time does really well mm-hmm. is he says you know you've got to stay you can't listen to your mother you cannot escape this you've got to stand up if you stay you're going to be spreading hope mm-hmm and these actions that that you do for the right reasons he said will will reverse what i remember when you killed me for the wrong reasons right. and so it, it is there's something in life about making a mistake or many mistakes mm-hmm. and how sometimes you can correct those yeah. Not often. Sometimes no, you just have to learn from it and walk on. But that's what he was saying: is that you have you have a t- moment to correct the, those mistakes or that mistake. And I thought that was really incredible. Well, the interesting thing, and I think the mo- one of the most emotional parts was when she, he said, "I forgive you," and she because she apologized yeah. again yeah. for putting him in danger for having done what she did, and and all this. And he said, "Look, Regina, I love you. I forgive you, no matter what." I mean, and she's like, "Why?" And he goes, "Because that's what fathers do." And mm-hmm. she flat out said, "No, not all of them do. I think you're very special." I think it's really cool that she's finally getting a chance to see that, and I am also glad that she got a chance to see him go to a better place i think that's great and it gave it gave them a new you know mission that's what prompted yeah. the whole thing to start the whole mission right um cora going down into the basement to see i knew it was hades i it had to be either hook or hades one of the two and i didn't know which one it was and um i thought it, they did a great job casting greg german as hades mm-hmm. uh he's He's one of those guys, he's played smarmy characters, and he's played kind of cool, fun, you know, nice guys as well, and he's pretty versatile, and I like the fact that they got him. He's really a a very good choice, and um, it was a nice little nod to Disney at the end when he let his hair go on blue fire, like, you know, the cartoon. Right. He's, uh, it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting second half of the season, I think, with this whole Operation Firebird, which Firebird, again, I think is a reference to Phoenix rising out of the ashes. 
um, the hook and Emma when she poured the the ale in his grave and and I, I was a little frustrated with the whole flickering in why wasn't he coming in clearly mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's because he's further down in the depths of the underworld than the other characters are who are all walking around. Um, I thought it was interesting that they used Storybrooke as kind of the underworld and purgatory-ish yes. kind of lost islandish thing. Kind of, yeah. So. And what was interesting was I thought the thing was when Robin, who we haven't seen much of lately, um, made the comment, isn't it funny that it looks a lot like Storybrooke? Mm-hmm. Or that story broke, and she goes, "Well, hi, he, the person who created the curse. Maybe she patterned it after that, or maybe he patterned it after this. So that whole thing of had Rumple been to the underworld before, because he designed the curse. Right. So had he been there, how many times has he been there? We know at least once, but has he been there more than once? So I thought that was very interesting. I wanted to talk real fast about the um, the bridge." In the uh, the pushing off point, kind mm-hmm. of oh yeah, in, yeah, yeah. to to the under under underworld, yeah, and to, to literally hell, right? So it reminded me of um, of the uh, Cave of Echoes. Oh, that too. That the it expanded out right for when something was done correctly, correctly, yeah, and yeah. also it did remind me of the. Uh, uh, Indiana Jones as well. It did. What also reminded me, actually, believe it or not, of Joe versus the volcano. I enjoy. It was a quirky movie. I enjoyed the movie, but I don't remember that. Oh, the whole thing so. at the end with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks standing at the top of the volcano, and they're ready to jump in, and they decide to get married, so that they're married, and then. They're like, okay, take a leap of faith. You just never know. You don't know. You don't know. And then they take a leap of faith, and I won't ruin it for you. You, If you have never seen Joe Vo- versus the Volcano, you need to. It's oh, a totally. quirky movie. It's not, it, it is not It uh, is not Zootopia, which we no. saw the other night and we really enjoyed. Yes. But uh, when after you see the movie, whenever you hear somebody, I'm not arguing that with you. You I'm understand not with why. You. I'm not arguing with you. So, yeah. Anyhow, but uh, yeah, so there's a lot of different things with that. It was very nice, a, a nice moment. I think, it, I, again, it's one of those moments that I think a lot of people wish they could have if they had an ex- a strange relationship with a, you know, a mother, a father, family member that had passed on. Yeah. To go and, and reconnect. And then help them find their, you know, whatever, and then go on to a better place. I think a lot of people uh, wish that. Yeah. So the, but yeah, it was, those moments with Regina and Henry Senior were just uh, yeah, fantastic. They were. I, I also think that Regina needs to really figure out the writing a spell that cannot even be undone by anyone because there's been so many spells. <laughs> That Rumple has some way to kind of work he around, and Cora always. always has yeah. something. So, anyway, nothing's but, uh, ever really foolproof in this no. show, apparently. But yeah, there were some. Like I said, I mean, there were some really great moments, and there were some moments that really were very, very emotional. And um, 
Yeah. For a minute, I almost thought, I mean, when Cora was heading down the elevator, I was like, okay, well, Maleficent's not down there. Yeah, that is the most multi-purpose place down but there. But again, it's patterned after that. So again, yeah. Rumpel would have thought to put the dragon down there. Right. The dragon that's, you know, guarding the... The, well, but the I th- egg, right? Well, but, but anyway, I, I I thought I remember hearing Regina say, "I put her down." I, right, but where so. did she get the idea? Okay, because yeah. again, the curse was patterned after it was designed by Rumpel, who patterned right. it after he had to. Have. Yeah. So. so I think I think those are all our first thoughts. About souls yeah. of the departed, yeah. unless there's a, something else. It was a nice. It was a nice show. It was a nice, nice opening. Oh, we we didn't mention Corella driving by. Oh yeah, we didn't yeah. actually see her. Right, but we saw the blind witch, and we did all see the that, blind witch, so. and that was I when I saw her name in the credits. I'm like, oh, she's gonna show up. That'd be, and she was pretty quick up in the beginning of the episode. They had kind of they had it stacked a little bit towards the beginning, and then you know they had the main parts of the show were. You know, Regina, Cora, and her father. Um, so, no, there were definitely some really good parts of this episode. I think it'll be a very interesting season. And now, with they, that they, now that they have the whole need for Operation Firebird, which is going to be, that's how they're, they're not going to be able to rescue Hook until they help do this and it's going to create some sort of battle the fact that rumple is kind of repeatedly going um yeah i'm tired of being a team player when have you ever been a team player (laughs) rumple you have never been a team player we nobody believes you've ever been a team player so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out and what that means and the epic battle between you know are we going to see more of Peter Pan and Rumple? I think we are. I'm I still don't think so. you I know think... curious to know are we going to see them communicate with people who are back in Storybook like Storybrook like Belle or um, you know whatever are well, we going to done that before they ta- they mentioned Zelina. Mm, Zelina was right. mentioned. She wasn't there, but she was mentioned with Cora. We still never figured out who uh, who a Maleficent's uh, daughter's father was. Right. So I mean, and that'll be interesting to see. Well, here's the thing. Here's one little thing I'll just throw out right now. Uh, what if her father is Hades? Okay. Right. Which would make sense of why yeah. uh, Maleficent ended up in the basement of the library right yeah and being a dragon and being that hades is the devil quote unquote okay right you heard it here that scaly, could be that could scaly, be the way you know so i, I and horns and, and scaly and all that stuff i mean that's the that's the that it's the description we've always heard so that being the case uh i'm gonna just stay state it right now it's probably hades who's gonna turn up to be her father the premise this premise that we're talking about is actually very much like the frozen premise somebody stronger mm-hmm. than Rumple and or Regina mm-hmm. and Cora now yeah, yeah. is in control. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's interesting. I don't know about all the rivers and different colors. Well, and I don't and know that, what's all I that mean, about. there is definitely Charon and then uh, Charon's the, the fairy, but um, there's the river sticks and there's another one. I can't remember which one it is, but um, at any rate, 
I am going to go with that theory. And here's why. Here's another reason why I throw out Hades as her father. Hades as her father would make sense simply because uh, the Greek gods frequently would Mm -hmm. impregnate mere mortal women in animal form. Mm -hmm. So they'd be in animal form and then impregnate them. And then all of a sudden... So I think that's the thing is that, you know, we got this going on here. So I'm just throwing that out there. It's all Greek to me. Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. So I think that was, I think that's all our thoughts for the episode. I think so. All right. Uh, With much discussion here, Mm -hmm. Colleen and I have uh, talked about it and Looked at schedules and and things, and we have a major announcement. And the major announcement is is that this will be the final Once Upon a Time fan podcast for a while. Uh, We're going to pause production, and we just can't make all the this and the schedules that we have work. We we need to give focus to this so we can do really well. Right. And we all love- the things that we have going on, we cannot create something that we would feel great about releasing. We love our fans. Sure. Absolutely. And we love the show. Yep. And we enjoy talking about it. But there's an awful lot of work that goes into this. And... It's uh, it's challenging when you know life hands you things, and it's not to say that it's bad things. It's just life has handed us a whole mess of things, and you know we were really good at juggling three balls, but when life throws you like six more, right. you kind of have to say, "Hold on, I can't do." That's just too many to juggle right now, and I think that what we need to do in order to not drop and life didn't throw us balls we had balls life dropped eggs on us so Mm. we you know trying to juggle eggs and balls at the same time something's going to bound to get smashed and and we don't want that to happen so i think it's in our best interest and and believe me this is not an easy decision for us because we do care about our listeners we do care about what you guys think and we do you know want to make sure we provide you with you know good quality content and um we just we just don't feel right about phoning it in. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think that would be fair to you guys. It's not fair to us. And again, when you start juggling too many fragile things, something is bound to to break. And we just don't want to. We just don't want to break anything. So we'd we'd kind of like to just take a little bit of a break and see what we can. You know where things take us. Um, you know, we'll still kind of post here and there every once in a blue moon things that kind of come up that we can think about, but ultimately having a regularly scheduled two shows a week podcast is just, it's a challenge. Yeah, we can't um, do it. Can't you know, it. uh, we've got just a few things and some of you know what we're talking about. Some of you don't. And just for those who don't, um, you know, we started a, I started a side business, uh, we have our normal jobs and started a side business and trying to make that happen for us. It's uh, it takes a lot of work and 
Um, so we, we need to focus on that. We've just got other well, there's things. There's a lot of things, are, things too. Yeah, it's not and, just that. I mean, that's just one thing, yeah, but it's just, so, it's a number of things, but I just want to let people yeah, know. It's not no. like the, there's nothing bad going on. We're not, no. you know, we don't have any no. troubles. We're not, we're not ill. Nobody's got any, any, any problems. You know, we're just saying we just need to kind of take a step back. We also want to enjoy the show as fans for a little while. Right. And, um, you know, not that we haven't, but when you have to look at it with a more critical eye. Or it is different. No, it, it is different. It's very when, different when you have yeah. to sit there and pull these themes out and try to remember what happened three seasons ago or try to, you know, connect it instead of just watching the show and, and enjoying it for what it is. Um, so that's really kind of where we're, we're coming from. So, like I said, we're pausing production Yes, where we will not be uh, podcasting in any type of, um, uh, consistent manner for the foreseeable future. So I, I'm saying we're going on an indefinite hiatus. Mm-hmm. I never said stop. Right. This is not, uh, we're not trying to garner any sympathy at all. No. This is just real life. It's, and, it is. And it is. It's a tough decision, but it's a decision that we've made, and this this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we love each and every one of you. Yeah. Uh, the The group of listeners has changed from you know season to season and week to week and time to time, <laughs> but we appreciate all of you and yeah. the folks that send in the emails and all that and. Uh, I don't think we're going to get to uh, do the Swan Song main show. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But it's just we need to take a break, and so that's that's where we are. And you know, if we can get things rolling uh, to put it all together and add the podcast back in, then perfect. Then that's what we'll do. But this this podcast is important. If it wasn't. We would just kind of continue on. But I, just, I want you to know how important you are mm-hmm. to us and how much the show means to us, you know. And, and so that's why we've made this decision. So we thank you so much for listening. And, and I, I just want to say something quick to uh, Jenna E., uh, your email and your your notes and your uh, little post uh, on our uh, website to different things are, are mean so much to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry about this. It was nothing that you said, but it's just no. <laughs> this is just life. But I want I, I I want everyone to know that uh, uh, Jenna found our podcast in a Google search. She's not on Twitter. She's not on Facebook. She doesn't even use iTunes, but she's been listening off the website. That's unheard of because usually, you know, the way we do the podcast is for folks that are on social media and all this kind of thing. And so we're so happy that that shows that we recorded three years ago, two years ago, that she went back through and listened to all of them. And it, she, she really enjoyed them. And so it's, it's, that's why we do what we do. And unfortunately, that's why we need to do what we're doing now so that it's, it's still good content. And so we hope you understand. And, um, and we need to, uh, we need to do this. So, um, we appreciate all of you. I keep saying that, but, uh, Um, 
So hang in there with us. We're not we're not going to the underworld. <laughs> we're still uh, we're still around, and you know we're still uh, a tweet away, a Facebook post away. I don't know that we can really kind of talk in depth uh, about things, but. You know, if you have a, a quick comment or a quick question or whatever, we'd love to to hear it. And, um, uh, you know, like I said, just keep an eye on things. I, no promises of, of when we're going to do something again. But um, I, I think this is going to be better uh, for all of us. And um, anyway, so that's all I got. Uh I'll try to get through the end. Uh, I just want to send big love out to all of you. And remember that big love is so big that you cannot keep it all to yourself. And why would you? Take what you need and pass on the rest to somebody else because we all need love. Okay? So uh, until next time, whenever that time is, uh, this is Jeff and Colleen saying bye-bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Roni's Own Media production. Our website is onceuponatimepodcast.com. You can contact us by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash contact. You can also connect with us on social media by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash connect. If you enjoy what we do and would like to support us, we invite you to go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. There's a number of ways that you can help us out, and we truly thank you for it. The Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, where you experience more of the magic of ABC TV's Once Upon a Time. <laughs>